This is The Playbook. I'm at the world's greatest stadium, that's SoFi Stadium, here in Inglewood, California, home of the Los Angeles Chargers, by the way. And I'm here with one of actually my best friends, mentors, uh, but just an incredible entrepreneur, author, speaker, coach. In fact, he calls me coach. I could call him coach. The incredible Randy Garn. Welcome to The Playbook. Dave, it is so good to be here with you. I can't believe, I mean, we're sitting here at SoFi Stadium. We got right in the middle of football season. You know, we think about, you know, human performance and coaching. And, and I, I think about you, how many lives you've, you've blessed and changed and including my own. It's just wonderful to be able to be a friend of yours. Yeah, well, this is called the mutual admiration episode because <laughs> I don't think uh, I have a relationship, uh, including my wives, where we mutually love each other so much no, true. at all it times. True. My wife and I have dips, you know, see, sometimes yeah. I don't think uh, that love turns to the whatever that emotion is that's equal to love that we don't call love. But more importantly, you really understand a word and you wrote a book, you co-authored it about prosperity. Right. And a lot of people... I don't think use the word enough or understand the word. So let's start with your definition of prosperity. You know, for me, prosperity is it's multidimensional. Um, we really, it's really a really three legged stool. So it, it has to have the balance between money, happiness and sustainability. That's what prosperity means. Money is super, super important that you learn how to make it. You learn how to save it. You learn how to invest it. Um, but if you're making money and you're not happy and you're miserable and you're doing well financially, but you don't have that joy in your heart, then that is a problem. Um, we all know a lot of people that are super happy that don't have a lot of money. We have, a, we know you and I both know some amazing people that have a lot of money are miserable, <laughs> but aren't necessarily happy at all with their family their relationships and all that. And the third stool is, is it sustainable? If you don't love what you do, you cannot do it for long periods of time. Like, so we interviewed thousands of people for our book. We hit the New York Times on it. And I think it's actually going to become more relevant. It actually came out just right after 2008, 9, and 10. But I think it's a very, very interesting topic for today is what does prosperity really mean? It's more than making money. It's, it's tremendously important to understand how to make an income for you and your family, how to build a legacy, but do something that you love and stay happy and then ensure that it's sustainable over long periods of time. And the thing about sustainability is when you're making it, it has to be ethical. It has to be right. Is that one of my biggest things in my life is I want to do things that impact the world for better. So for me, that's a piece of sustainability, right? I love it. It's interesting because my life stool is very similar to yours yeah. and has the same exact concept. <clears throat> so my three legs are make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun, be happy. But the, you know, the little bar that stands, uh, yeah. goes cross, that's the sustainability, yeah. the stability bar. Yeah. And so yeah. the exact same ph philosophy is included. Now, in that context, you have a bigger picture. You're one of the kings of not limiting themselves. And you and I may be great in emotional stature, but in vertical stature, we're, we're a little <laughs> bit uh, shy. And I'm sure like me, when you were growing up, being a little bit smaller, that we were, you know, subject to ridicule, humor, uh, but also to some doubts about, yeah. you know, athletic performance yeah. or just other things that that may occur when you're shorter. Um, but yet we have learned to overcome limitations that other people put on us. Yeah. We have 
raised our temperature, our thermostats of lives. And you're one of those people that I look up to because nothing stops you or limits you except for yeah. you. And you have this expansive belief, an abundant belief uh, that really drives you to the, that stool. For you, what are some of the things you've learned over the years? Because it is a practice to not limit yourself. You know, I've actually learned a lot. And my, my whole life has been dedicated to human performance. It really has. And what can we do to maximize and squeeze the drop out of every single day? My life, every second, I want to enjoy it. I want to love it. But it wasn't always that way. You know, my dad was a high school football coach for 33 years. And growing up, he always told me, he's like, Randy, you can do and you can be anything you want. So a lot of people grow up like I know you grew up in a different circumstance. A lot of people grow up in super hard, difficult circumstances. I grew up on a ranch and a farm and my dad was a high school football coach. And so, I mean, we literally say family prayers and we put our hands in the middle. Go Garns. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what we do every night. And I thought you say go God. But a little bit of both. But I think he he entrusted in me a lot of faith. Um, my little brother, six, three. You know, wow. my older brothers are amazing athletes as well. I remember there, there were times in my life I loved basketball and I didn't make the high school basketball team. I didn't even make the freshman team because he's like, hey, Randy, you're not going to really be tall. So like, like do that. But I but you have the Rudy heart. You know, I've got yeah, that yeah. heart. Like he's a friend of both. ours, by the way. Yes, exactly. Right. We love Rudy. And he's <laughs> he's amazing. I remember watching that for the first time. But in my in my life, I remember coming down those stairs when I was first going to college, the very first day, my dad told me two things. He said, Randy, one thing I always want you to remember that if you don't have your own goals, someone else will use you for theirs. Wow. And I never forgot that. I went and I wrote it down. The other thing that he shared with me is that, that never also never forget that people are more important than things. And those are two principles that I've really tried to live by in my life. And the third thing that my dad always shared with me is like, do as much as you can for as many people as you can, as often as you can, and never expect anything in return. Yeah. And that way you'll always have joy in your heart because you don't get let down. You're just like, dude, you give, give and give. And you and I both know, I, I watch <laughs> you. You're like full of the law of abundance. I'm for real. Like I Dave, it's a you, difficult relationship because we're all both trying to give uh, yes. and neither of us want to receive. <laughs> I've never met anybody like you that just, I know that I could call you in the middle of the night, anywhere, anytime. And you'd literally pick up and you would serve. Yeah. It was funny today because a woman from Australia yeah. is doing my 14 day gratitude challenge. Yeah. And I think she got confused at what time it was on the West coast and it was three 30. Now I was flying in from Las Vegas so we could yeah. do this from our studio at the wind to the SoFi. And the guys were in my room already. It was 3.30 a.m. And they were amazed. And she was amazed when she found out what time it was, right? Because I was like, how can I be of service? Now, here's the interesting thing. What she called for was to tell me thank you. Wow. And, you know, wow. of course, I welled up with tears. And I'm thinking to myself, that joy, how blessed am I? And people ask me, how come you don't ever want anything? And that's because I already have it. Yeah. I just got to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. Yeah. And that was a major shift for me, a paradigm shift in your life. You know, we all grow up yeah. and we learn lessons. Yeah. Was there any paradigm shifts that changed your faith or changed your perspective to be so abundant? Because not everyone's born in this abundance that you and I share that we have to learn 
what scarcity means and how to dissipate that scarcity to live in a world of more than enough. Yeah. You know, we, we built our first company and we had, I mean, hundreds of employees and, and we did all the human performance coaching and training for Nightingale Conan, for Zig Ziglar, Dennis Waitley, like the whole library and just tons of amazing thought leaders. So I started that company was a junior in college with my business partner, Ethan Willis, and it just exploded. And so I remember thinking back then, I'm 23 years old. I fly out to Nightingale Conan and I say, I'm going to close this deal. And I remember flying out there and be like, who am I to do this? I didn't ever let that stop me. But as I got older, I really started, started to realize like I, when I was younger in business career, I'd always worry about what other people thought. Yeah. I'd always want to serve. I would always want to please other people. Yeah. You know, I really was. And I served with all my heart and I did what my dad said, do as much as you can for as many people as you can, as often as you can without expecting anything in return. But I didn't expect, I did expect stuff in return. As soon as I let that last part go, Dave, it changed everything to me. Yes. Everything. It changed my economic status. It changed my joy status. It changed everything because now I really don't need anything. I don't need anything right now. I can only one, wear one pair of pants. I can only eat so much. You know, I have a beautiful family. I have an amazing wife. I've got an amazing home. You know, I don't need a lot of stuff. I literally want to just give and be able to, to, to really improve this world for a better place. When I leave, I want people to know Randy Garn was an amazing friend and he did what he said he was going to do. And if we can live those two things, it's like, how do we want to be remembered at the end of the day? As soon as I made that shift that I didn't care anymore what other people thought about me. And it's crazy to think about because a lot of people talk about it, but I don't anymore. It's like, dude, I'm going to give it everything I got every single day, every single second and maximize the crap out of life. Yeah. The way that I put it is we enjoy the consistent every day, persistent yeah. without quit pursuit of our own potential. Not what other people think or want, mm. not what's missing, not mm. what we don't have, but what we want. Because yeah. as your dad said, if we don't know what we want, you'll be a part of what other people want. And yeah. that's not what you want to do. Uh, another interesting thing, Dennis Waitley, uh, just one of our friends, yeah. Rob Riggle, who's been on the podcast as well. Uh, he brought him up one of the greatest lines that he said was planting seeds under trees that we never will sit under is another way of saying that we want to do all we can as much as we can for as many as we can without anything in return. Yeah. We're planting seeds, uh, under trees that we may never sit under. Uh, and another thing that Dennis Waitley told me that you may or may not know is he said to me one time, he was one of my mentors, sales mm -hmm. mentors and wrote an extraordinary sales book years and years ago when I was young. But he said to me, Dave, you realize that if you didn't have everything you need, you wouldn't be here. And that was wrong true of me, right? And you live by all of those uh, little thought philosophies. Now, taking it to the next level. So we could die today yeah. and you would have that legacy of being a great friend, of giving back and to your family, to your community, to your country and the world. Yeah, That's the significance of the impact that you've had. But we're not even close to done and you're oh. not close to done. Dude, we're just getting started, Dave. I really feel like we are. What's next? Dude, we are literally just getting started. I never want to retire. No. I just want to repurpose, man. Repurpose. It. Yeah. So what's next, though? Because you have so many options. You know, one of the things that I struggle with is I have so many options, opportunities and touches of favor. 
that you're sitting in front of me right now. And it's probably the 15th time that we said to each other, we got to do more together. Yeah. And yeah. I have to prioritize that. Yeah. I'm sitting here going, I am at not at my best if I'm not taking advantage of the relationships that I have yeah. with Randy Garn. Yeah. Go Garn. <laughs> Let's and go, baby. For you, you know, how, how do you prioritize these extraordinary options, opportunities, and touches of favor? So I, pri I prioritize my opportunities around the energy and the joy that comes in my life. And that energy and joy actually comes from the people I surround myself with. So my focus right now is like my dad said, people are more important than things. My focus right now are people and humans that I surround myself with. And that's my focus. Like who makes me want to be better and who can I push to be great? Like we do, like you are amazing and I love everything you do and I want to do more with you. And so my focus right now is who are the five people that I most am going to spend my time with in my life with. So they're my family, like my family is my priority. Who are my business partners, my friends, my relationships, you know, really those friends that I can get my hands in the meatloaf with and not just snorkel, but scuba dive life together and make a big impact together. My focus are like, who are those five people, those 10 people that I'm going to surround myself with? Even in my cell phone, I have my 10 favorites and that is my life. I've actually been way more cautious of that and careful of that. Mm -hmm. And I've learned how to serve a whole bunch of people and maximize that. But it's like, who do I really spend my time with is my focus from now until the rest of my life. All right, I'm gonna ask a personal question only because I'm struggling with myself. And I'd yeah. love to get, since you and I are very similar, yeah. mindset, heart set, and handset. Yeah. I haven't literally, even my own genetic brothers <laughs> aren't as similar in the mindset, heart set, and handset that we yeah. are. Yeah. So I have moved along the same journey that you have and have the same philosophies that you have. And I've had the same results. Yeah. Bless us both yeah. that you have. Yeah. But there's certain situations that I still find myself uh, struggling or reverting back to. And, and one is an interesting one that I wonder because we were the same person in high school. Yeah. I still have a difficult time not wanting to be a pleaser to my childhood friends like i have no problem being yeah. myself and my, but you know i i find myself if a childhood friend a high school friend an elementary school friend makes a comment it like you can say whatever you want it's not gonna hurt my i yeah. don't know what it is yeah. about that time of my life that i still revert back to who i was at that time of my life i can't progress to where I am today with the majority of people that I interact with. And so I'm very cautious about going back to uh, those situations where my elementary school and high school friends are Yeah, because of the snapshot they have of me. Is there a similar feeling that you have? If not, what is your feeling about, you know, those old relationships that may not be serving you today? Yeah. Well, I think about, can I serve them appropriately with the time that I have, you know, and I think it was our buddy Jay Shetty that said people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And so you really think about that. I have, I mean, my, my best friends in high school, slick potato head and greaser, like that's literally <laughs> the next name that mine was Rudy. Nice. And we were on the high school football team together. Like he just reached out to me. We try to get together still once a year. We text each other. We have a text group string. I have a group of friends that I served a mission with in the Philippines that we've known each other for 29 years. We are, we are in the Philippines together and we still text each other. We lift and build each other up, but I'm not with them every day. 
I know that if I needed something, I could give Slick or Potato a call <laughs> or I could give Doug or Brian a call and they would be there for me and I'd be there for them. But I don't spend every single day with them, but you're still there. And, and I think appropriately communicating that to them and like, I'm, oh, I love you. I'm super, super busy on some products, you know, some, some programs that I'm working on and, and life. And they understand too, you can love them differently. Like your time is your greatest asset. Our time is our greatest asset. But think about how you could do it. I never miss a birthday. I send them a video, Christmas cards, fishing you know, rod, fishing rod, <laughs> you know, those kind of Thank things. Thank you, so by the way. <laughs> I think staying close to those close friends, we don't do like, we don't do everything together, but they know I love them and I love them. I really do. And they love me. And so I think that friendship is such a beautiful thing. I have been blessed with amazing friends, but to have friends, you have to be a good friend. Correct. That is so true. Yeah. Just to finish up, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are curious as I am. What are you working on personally today? Not project wise, meaning you're a human performance, a personal development yeah. guru yourself. Yeah. You are a Dennis Waitley today. You yeah. are a Zig Ziglar yourself today. Yeah. And, and you're, I'm objectively telling you that from the yeah. books, the New York Times bestselling books, to the speaking, to the coaching, to the philanthropy. You are our hero. But yeah. yet, you know, whether it was Deepak, Sadhguru, Dennis Waitley, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, all who you know and our yeah. friends, they're still working. They're on the potter's wheel. What are you working on in your own personal development and performance today? Oh, dude, I love it that you just said the potter's wheel. Like, I literally <laughs> have been studying that. It's like, how do we be clay in the hands of the maker, right? And how, to, like what I'm working on right now is to really let God try to be in charge of my life. Mm. Honestly, I'm trying not to have distractions. I'm kind you know, I really feel like we can design our lives, but I believe that God is a designer. And if he is a designer and if he's, and I'm a divine, then I'm like, he created me. So I'll tell you what I'm really working on. I'm really trying to work closely to listening to my, my heart on what I need to do, what he wants me to do the rest of my life. I am writing a new book called Life, The Art of Living. And so I'm working on that right now. And I'm not going to hurry to get it done. I want it to be amazing. I want it to be evergreen. And so I'm working on that. And as I'm working on that, it's literally like, what do I want to be remembered for? I want to do some amazing things the rest of my life. And I really do. Like I said, we, you and I, we are just getting started with our life. I love it. And I look forward to all the next uh, events and projects and people that we can impact because there's nobody yeah. I'd rather do it with. You're an incredible yeah. human being. It's an honor. I've done 1400 of these and I can't think of a better one than this one here at SoFi Stadium with the incredible, a dear friend, one of my top five as well. And we have to do more. We put it on camera, so we have to do more. This is Dave Meltzer <laughs> with the incredible Randy Garn here on Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.